0: Well, one of the perks of being the speaker is you get your face covering off. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. You know, I can breathe, but it's, I mean, it really is a joy. When your pastor um, telephoned me or messaged me, I can't quite remember which way around it was, just about a little time ago, and said about coming to preach today, and I could do it virtually, or I could do it in person, you know, whatever I wanted. There was only one choice. It's been a long time since I've been able to go anywhere in person and preach. So it's a a great delight just to be with a, a real live congregation of brothers and sisters in Jesus. And it's lovely to see parts of your lovely faces. Maybe the part I can see is the good part. I don't know, but, but it's lovely to see parts see your lovely faces, and I'm hoping, though I'm speaking this morning perhaps with a bit of an unknown twang or an unknown tongue, that for the most part you'll be able to understand me. How we doing so far? Are you hanging in? Yeah, yeah. Is is my, is my version of the Queen's English reaching your ears? Okay, you know. And uh, But it is, honestly, it's a great, great pleasure uh, to be here with you. And you know, brothers and sisters, we, together, on this, whoever read the scripture for us and who introduced us, reminded us that in the calendar of the church, we think of today as Trinity Sunday. And that we are called in the life, into the life of God together. The God who is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit and to enjoy the life that is His life, that life that's a community of love that we share together as we reflect Him in our communities as the Church of Jesus Christ, brothers and sisters bound together in Him, through Him, with Him, in His love. But I was thinking back as I came to share this little thing with you today and there is three words that I believe the Lord wants us all to hear today, three little words. Jesus is calling. If I was to sum everything else up today, and if you only go home with one little phrase in your heart and your head, I want it to be that phrase, brothers and sisters Jesus is calling. That's the heart of it today. Jesus is calling. I was very privileged to sit with my father and then with my mother, more latterly, in fact my mother was September 2018, to sit with them as they both died. And my mother was very ill with dementia, so for a number of years she had been unable to communicate with me in the way that I enjoyed her, communicating with me even when she was telling me off. The very fact that she could communicate with me, it was great to have my mommy able to communicate with me. And so I had been with my dad as he died. In fact, I was the only child able to be there. And then I was in the nursing home with my mother as she died. And as she died, and as I sat with her as she died, and I knew she was dying, I didn't even want her to die. That's a very human thing. It's very normal. I wanted her to be with me forever because I love her and she loved me. Even though sometimes she drove me mad or she said I drove her mad, you know. But as I sat with her and she died, the child in me, the child in my heart, the child in my head, just wanted to hear her say this word, Tommy. Tommy. I just wanted to hear my mammy say my name one more time. Tommy. I was known as wee Tommy. My dad was known as big Tommy. But we're both about the same size. But to differentiate who she was talking to, my dad or me, he was big Tommy. And I was wee Tommy, you know. But the child and we just longed to hear her speak my name". You know before Facebook or WhatsApp or Telegram or Messenger or texting or mobile phones or all the ever-changing contemporary means of communication via social media etc. Communicating took Another forum. Some of you may remember this form. Communication took the form of talking (laughs) and listening. That that was how we did it back in the day. We we, we spoke and we heard. Now, for the young people, that might be like a new revelation, but we used to speak and somebody used to listen, then we would listen, and somebody would speak. That's how we communicated. And sometimes. The emphasis of what was being communicated was expressed through the tone of the voice. Ever been told off with a teacher? The tone of the voice changed, you know what I mean? And you knew you might be in bother. There was a cartoon series many moons ago, some of you may remember it, it was called Tom and Jerry. Anybody ever seen or heard Tom and Jerry? I can see a few hands and a few heads. The rest of you who haven't, go back today and Google Tom and Jerry and you'll see what I was talking about. It was a cartoon series, Tom and Jerry. Well, Tom was a cat and Jerry was a mouse. And Tom was always chasing Jerry. And Tom, no matter how hard he tried, was never catching Jerry. And even if Jerry had made the mess, Tom always got the blame. Tom the cat. In fact, the mama, in the cartoon series, you would often hear her say to the cat, and you knew by the tone of her voice and the loudness of her voice that the cat was in trouble with the mama, because the mama would say, Thomas! And Thomas the cat knew he was in trouble with a capital T, with a capital Tango. I grew up in Glasgow, and the housing scheme I grew up in were tenement blocks, we called them in Glasgow, maybe you called them the same in Belfast, and our house was the top storey, three storeys high, and back in the day, we used to play football in the streets, I don't know if you do that, or you're allowed to do that, I'm not sure, but, and, and, and in Scotland, You know, I think this is why Scotland's football team plays the way it does, by the way, but in in the street you would have a lamp post at the edge of the pavement, across from the lamp post there was a wee hedge and that was one goal. That was the goal mouth, the lamp post and the hedge. But the next lamp post was diagonally across the street. So the other goal wasn't straight ahead, it was diagonally across the street was the lamppost and the hedge. So we lads growing up in Glasgow, we learnt to play football squinty style. (laughs) <laughs> like goals diagonally apart. So I just think that's why Scotland, you know, are kind of at the stage to that, because it's Wayne's, we all learn to play squinty football, you know, or scoring goals in diagonal directions. But my mother would stick her heat out the windy window window. <laughs>
1: my, my mother
0: would stick her heat out the window. And I would hear in the distance... Tommy! Tommy! And I was playing football, of course, you know, so I was distracted. You know, my, my, my focus was, was elsewhere, trying to get the ball in the squinty goals, you know. My focus, Tommy! And then the next bit, come up for your tea! Oh, great. <laughs> my mother was out the window. She was calling me by name because she had prepared something for me. Whether it was a piece of jam, or a bowl of soup, or mince and tatties, or potatoes, or whatever you may call it here in Belfast. Spuds. <laughs> Spuds. She was calling me by name up to the house to sit me at a table To feed and nourish me and look after me. Jesus is calling. And that reading that we had today for this Trinity Sunday took us to those familiar words, the last recorded words of Jesus, the last encounter of Jesus by his friends and followers and disciples. And we find there again at the close of Matthew's Gospel as we read the text and listen to the text and hear the text. We discover in the text that these friends of Jesus, these disciples of Jesus, these followers of Jesus had been directed by the voice of Jesus to go to a certain place. Jesus is calling and I think today if you're anything like me you'll often sense yourself to have that need for some direction help me Jesus To know where to go help me jesus to know what to do help me jesus to know how to do it help me to be in the direction of travel that you are taking today don't we all need church some direction from jesus amen Amen. the bible says to us familiar words in all your ways acknowledge him yes and he will direct Our paths in pandemic, post-pandemic, whatever time we may be facing or feeling or in, in all our ways acknowledge him. He will, he will, he promises sure and certain, he will direct our paths. I said to the pastor yesterday, could you pick me up and bring me to church? The Navy had put me into my accommodation in Belfast. I'm sure I could have cut out Google Maps or whatever, and eventually I would have got here, you know, at 12.30, after the service was over. Some of you might have been shouting hallelujah for that, you know. <laughs> but I said to the pastor, and they said, well, I'll meet you at the train station. And I text him back, well, what train station? I mean, I was in a hotel. <laughs> and he gave me the name of the train station. So I thought, it must be about here somewhere, you know, and I think the next message was it was very close. But then there was a gospel text this morning. There was a really great gospel text this morning from your pastor. (laughs) Did you know your pastor sends gospel texts? Do you know your pastor sends strangers and visitors good news? And the good news he sent me this morning is, I'll come and collect you and bring you. And that was good direction to be sat in the car with someone who knew the way to get me where I needed to get to on time to do the job that Jesus had asked me to do. Jesus is calling and Jesus is like that. He directs them to a particular place. He directs them to a mountain in Galilee. I think that's quite significant. Well, mountains are always significant in the Bible, aren't they? You know, but as well as that, it was in the region of Galilee where their adventure with Jesus had first begun. It was by the Sea of Galilee, for many of them, where their journey with Jesus had first started. It's like, in some ways, he's taking them back to the beginning, back to the start. The old sound of music jingle, let's start at the very beginning. It's a very good place to start, isn't it? That's what he takes them to. That starting place, that good starting place where his public ministry, his earthly ministry had commenced and where he, the Lord Jesus, had first called them to himself. And here, He takes them back to that starting point, while we're at this ending point, calling them together to that place, individually, where they began in that same place, to himself. And brothers and sisters, Use those three words again, Jesus is calling, he's calling us to himself, what a lovely place to be called to eh, don't you think, isn't that a lovely place to be called to, to be called by Jesus? To Jesus he's calling us to himself he takes them back to Galilee in Matthew chapter 4 by the sea of Galilee he had said to them come follow me isn't the word come a wonderful word it's a word that Jesus used. Come unto me, all you who are weary and heavy laden. Come unto me, those of you who are burdened and tired and drained. Come unto me and what will I give you? A bigger weight? Nah, nah, nah. Come unto me and I, the Lord Jesus, will give you something that fits you perfectly. That gifting that you were speaking about, something that fits perfectly. I will give you rest. He said to them, come. He said to them, follow me. He calls them to himself. Church, Jesus is calling. Jesus is calling. There was a song that I've kind of grown to like that says, Are you hurting and broken within? Overwhelmed by the weight of your sin? Jesus is calling. Have you come to the end of yourself? Do you thirst for a drink from the well? Jesus is calling. Leave behind your regrets and mistakes. Come today, there's no reason to wait. Jesus is calling. Bring your sorrows and trade them for joy. From the ashes new life is born. Jesus is calling. Oh, come to the altar. The Father's arms are open wide. Forgiveness was bought with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Oh, what a saviour, amen. Isn't he wonderful, amen. Sing hallelujah, amen. Christ is risen. Bow down before him, the only response, for he is Lord of all. Sing hallelujah, yes, amen. Christ is risen. Bear your cross as you wait for the crown. Tell the world of the treasure you found. Jesus is calling, but guess what, he's not just calling Pastor Sammy, he's not just calling Pastor Sammy's wife, he's not just calling this beautiful praise team for helping us sing God's praises this morning, he's not just calling your leadership in the local church, Jesus is calling us together. The church, amen? Jesus is calling you. Jesus is calling me. Jesus is calling all peoples that on earth do dwell to sing to the Lord with cheerful voice. Jesus is calling. Can you hear your saviour calling to go with him all the way? One of the ships that I was on was called H.M.S. Chatham. I spent eight months with that ship out in the Gulf. And one of the things I noticed on that ship was that the captain was a very busy man. Because like two or three times a day, there'd be a pipe on the ship's main broadcast system that would say, the captain is requested to take a call in the MCO, which stood for Main Communications Centre. And a, a few hours later, the captain is requested to take a call in the ship's MCO. The captain is requested to take a call in the ship's MCO. And this was day by day and every day, we would get this pipe through the ship's main broadcast system, The captain is requested to take a call in the MCO. And then one day, somebody said to me, because I was the ship's chaplain, they said to me, Bish, that's what the sailors call me, Bish. Bish, what you doing here? And I said, what do you mean, what am I doing here? I'm hanging out with you guys. But Bish... Should you not be in the MCO? I said, what do you mean, should I not be in the MCO? Why would I be in the MCO? Did you not hear the pipe, Bish? The pipe. (laughs) The last pipe that said, the chaplain is requested to take a call in the MCO. But I was that used to it being the captain that for the life of me, I never thought in the month of Sundays there would ever be a main broadcast on the ship's system for the chaplain to take a call in the MCO. I'd missed it. I missed it. The one time somebody wanted to speak to me in eight months. You know, eight months on the Gulf. Somebody wanted to talk to me. And I was that busy, distracted with this, that, and the next thing that I missed it. <whistles> I thought it was for somebody else. I thought that it was for the captain. I thought there was not going to be ever a time when the it's <whistles> for me. But that day there was a <whistles> for the chaplain. And he missed it. The chaplain is requested to take a call in the MCO. Jesus is calling. Don't just think it's for all the other people on board. because he knows your name too. Jesus is calling. He's calling us back to himself, back to that place where it all began, back to that place of new beginnings, back to that place to begin again Jesus is calling the prophet Isaiah reminds us in chapter 43 the Lord knows your name I have called you by name you are mine as the song says he knows my name He knows my every thought. He sees each tear that falls. And he hears me when I call. He knows your name. Jesus is calling. Perhaps, like Mama, with a shout in order to grab my attention, get up here and get your dinner. Or perhaps through a whisper, like I would have loved to have heard from her when she was dying and I was sat by her bedside. Perhaps through the stillness and the silence and the solitude even of our isolation and confinement that many of us have experienced during the coronavirus pandemic, Jesus is calling perhaps here in the sanctuary or some safe space or some challenging place that you find yourself in in your life today. Jesus is calling calling he is speaking to you still and to me still to us still and you know what he's speaking to us through his what? his love letter to us He's speaking to us through his creation. Isn't it a beautiful day in Belfast this morning? And you're saying, I wish I could in so to be in this church building. But it's a beautiful day. And the Bible says all creation declares the glory of God. He speaks to us and then through our circumstances. Whatever circumstances we might find ourselves in. He speaks to us from the cross where he gives himself for us. He speaks to us through the church. But from all these directions, he's calling us to himself. Amen. Amen. Jesus is calling, Come unto me and rest. And in Matthew 28, directing his friends. To a particular place. Why? Because that's where he is. He directs them to the place where he himself is waiting for them. He's directing you to the place where he is waiting to receive you. For he is there for you all the time, brother. Waiting patiently in line. Sister, he is there all the time for you. Can you hear your saviour calling? Jesus is calling. The old song says, Where he leads me, I will follow. When they had come to the place that he had directed them to go to, what happened? Guess what happened? Matthew 28, the text tells us what happened. They saw him. (laughs) They saw Jesus risen, resurrected, alive. They saw him, the one who was dead, the one who was bruised and battered and killed on a cross. They saw him! And the beautiful Jesus, the wounded Saviour, who's calling us. He wants you to see him. He wants to show himself to you and to me, to us. He wants to show us his glory. Remember when he took his three pals up another mountain and he was transfigured in their presence and they saw his glory, his beauty that shone from within him. And he wants to remind you and show you the full extent of his love for you. I am Helped a little church in Paisley for five years. When they had, didn't have a pastor, I volunteered for them. And uh, there was a lady who was a witch. And her name was Winnie. And that was, she was Winnie the witch. Strange as that may sound. And Winnie the witch lived in Paisley, and uh, she tells me this, that she wondered if she could come into the church. She would often see the church building and go by the church and think, I can't go in there. And then she said that one Sunday, and it was a nice Sunday, we even get occasional nice weather Sundays in Scotland, there's some wonderful news for you, you know, she got a wee bit nearer the church door and she said from the church door she heard a sound and the sound was <laughs> 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 she heard the sound of laughter that was the sound she heard and she thought well if they can laugh maybe I can go in and apparently, I was laughing that loud at the front of the church. One of the witch could hear me outside the back door of the church. <coughs> but it gave her what she needed to come into the building. And she sat, and she looked at the window. This is a much nicer window than my window. My ma stuck her head it. Had a picture of the cross in it and Jesus. And one of the witch gave herself to Jesus and Winnie the witch was transformed and is being transformed by the love of Jesus. She saw him, she heard him in a laugh, she saw him reflected in a window and came to him Jesus wants to show himself to you brothers and sisters turn your eyes upon Jesus look full in his wonderful face and the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace keep Your eyes upon Jesus. Let nobody else take his place. And hour by hour you will know his power. Till at last you have run the great race. They saw him. He showed himself to them. That's why he directed them to that place. He wanted to be found by them. And what does the text say? They saw him, and what happens when you see Jesus? You worship, don't you? We worship, but it also adds this, but some doubt it. Isn't it great that the Bible's so honest? I love that about the Bible. It means it's okay to be human because you see the whole story, Or and all. I want you to think about that a wee minute. They saw him, but some doubted. I don't. My wife comes from Northern Ireland. She uh, grew up in the Carrickfergus area. Don't hold that against her, you know. But when I got married to her, the minister who married us was called the Reverend John Peyton, and my pastor came across from Ireland, Reverend John Houston to give a little epilogue you know and she said to the pastor she told me previously that she knew she was going to get married to the right person when that person agreed that she could have love me tender to walk down the aisle so she went to pastor to say that she'd like played on the organ to walk down the aisle love me tender pastor Peyton just assumed that love me tender was a John Wesley or Charles Wesley hymn (laughs) for some reason, I don't know why, in these teddy Teddy boy days, you didn't realise that Anne was going to wander down the aisle to an Elvis Presley song, Love Me Tender, but my wee girlfriend as she was then, fiancé she became, wife as she now is, I discovered she was a real Elvis fan. You know, so I thought I would treat her by getting her a ticket for a musical called Elvis the Musical. And of course, because I was spoiling her Isn't that amazing that a Scotsman can be generous, you know what I mean, or that a Scotsman can be romantic, or that a Scotsman can think these things through. I got her really good seats in a theatre in Edinburgh, and I even took her and went with her, she was in the stalls almost right at the front, to see this production of Elvis the Musical. And the place was packed too, by the way, when we got there. But we had seats reserved, seats responded. This was the day when, of course, lots of people could be together. And we were all there together. And then, at the start of the musical, onto the stage comes young Elvis. Well, as soon as young Elvis came onto the stage, there was an immediate response. And the people in the theatre, they all went mad. Ah, they all went crazy, yeah! And I realised I was surrounded by lots and lots of women, you know. And I was in the middle of Elvis mania. It seemed these people were going rapturous about this young Elvis who walked onto the stage, and he was the even Elvis. I mean he wasn't even the real Elvis, he was an actor. And the middle-aged Elvis was an actor and the older Elvis was an actor. But no matter what age or stage Elvis was at, and even because it was in the real Elvis, the people were going mental crazy after heats, enjoying this rapturous moment of worshiping their hero as he sung some of their favourite songs. And I could see my wife looking at me. Because, you could see, I couldn't quite understand what was going on. She said, you have never been in the middle of Elvis-mania, have you? So much going on. When they saw him, they worshipped him. But they still couldn't quite understand what was going on. And the word that's translated doubt in Greek is distanso. Which doesn't mean unbelief. It means uncertainty and hesitation. And they had been in a very stressful time. A very confusing time. The one they'd hung out with for three years had died. Now he's alive. Now he's saying he's going away. So maybe they're kind of holding back, not getting the full picture. Light and darkness interplaying with their human emotions. All that's happened to him, to them recently. Jesus risen, but he's leaving. The relief that he's risen. But they're sad that he's leaving. These are normal human responses. And that was their normal human expression of worship. And you know what? That's okay. Jesus is calling. And we are coming back. To the heart of worship. And it's all about, it's all about, yes. And even if we're feeling uncertain, unsure, my goodness, God completely understands who of us could have come through this last. 15 months and not have some questions? Who of us could come through this last 15 months and not be perplexed? Who of us could come through this past 15 months and not think, God, you this, but this is happening. God, you this, but that is happening. God, you this, but this is going on. Who of us could not have come through this 15 plus months of personal pain, of watching others in pain, of seeing the church completely changed, not at its own choosing? Who of us could come through this period and not in our worship sometimes feel a little bit hesitant, a little bit perplexed, a little bit uncertain, a little bit of the word here doubt is not unbelief doubt. It's okay. It's okay to be honest with God. But as he, as he sends them out, and we're going to go now, I promise, as he sends them out to live in the life of God to his Father, Son and Holy Spirit, that community of love, as the church sent to reflect that community of love that's Father, Son and Holy Spirit to all nations and every person. As he sends them out with their uncertainty, with a hesitancy a group that don't have it all together a group that don't have it all sorted yet they're the group that he sends out they're the group to whom he says all authority has been given unto me brothers and sisters no matter what it looks like I want you also to know Jesus has it in hand the Jesus who's calling has everything in hand the Jesus who's calling is one we can trust Him. And we can be certain of this, even in our own uncertainty and perplexity. We can remember his promise of his presence as sure and certain. He is there all the time. With us, with you, for us, with you, calling us to himself. and in the ongoing uncertainty that we live with as we live with coronavirus in the confusion of COVID-19 which is now 2021 in the public sphere in the personal sphere we as his bairns can crawl wherever we are into his presence as he directs us to himself, to the place where he is, to the place where he is found, and find ourselves to be wrapped up in a community of love, of the God, who is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Has anybody ever been to Achille? You I can't can't dance, <laughs> honestly, but at a Cayley, even if you can't dance, you do dance, have you ever noticed that? Because somebody drags you up, you know, and have you ever seen some of the crazy Scottish dances, even on the telly? <laughs> we're, 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 we're everywhere! We're in this air, we're in that air, we're up that air, we're doing the aisle, we're up the aisle, we're all over the place. And yet, we're dancing together in harmony, believe it or not, in unity, even though some days we get our steps wrong and fall doing the trip up. And God invites us into the harmonious dance of the loving community of Father, Son and Holy Spirit and dance that message <coughs> Enter the world as he sends us out with the good news. Jesus is calling. Jesus is calling. Jesus is calling. Would you pray together with me? Help us, wherever we are, whatever our circumstance, whatever our situation, Lord Jesus, to hear your call again. As we come back to the heart of worship that's all about you even when we are hesitant and perplexed Jesus and as we go with your law that's sure even in uncertain times and so be God who is Father, Son and Holy Spirit Bless us and hold us in his love this day, and all whom we love, care for, and pray for, in Jesus' name. Amen.